with no crazy questions, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we getting right now, getting left with right. State Blessed CEO and founder Jamal Lewis, um, actor, creator, photographer, you know, spiritual being, preacher, like you name it, this man does it, former athlete. You know, we connected about six years ago, I want to say now, Super Bowl weekend in Arizona. Um, have become good friends, supportive of one another, and seen a lot of great things. And we're just trusting in the process. And today we're just going to talk about, you know, what got you started from day one, even with sports, and then to the present day, where you are now. Like, what said, okay, I want to play football. This is where I want to take it. You know, where'd you grow up? Where you're from? You know, let's talk about that, the start. Cool. Um, originally, I'm from Colorado Springs, Colorado, um, and my dad's military. So I have a military background. So that's kind of where my values got instilled. Um, but the thing a lot of people don't know is when I was growing up, I was a short, overweight kid and I got picked on a lot. And my dad, he's a smooth brother. He's got one of those old souls. He listens to Kenny G, Michael Bolton, you know, all that feel good soul music. And um he'd always listening to it. And I just kind of saw how he interacted with people and, you know, his vibe. And I was like, you know, he, he really inspired me. So I was like, my kind of claim to fame is going to be, I'm going to be in a band. Right. Okay. And so I thought I was going to play the saxophone, like the saxophone's attractive and sexy. People like it. Yeah. Um, and I went into the band room and the band teacher took one look at me. Remember I was a little short overweight kid. And uh, he's like, I'll be right back. And he left and he came back and he came back with two. Um, I've never felt of, I don't even know how to describe it. It was like I was humbled, but sad. And I don't want to say depressed because I was too young to even know what depression was at the time. Yeah. Um, but I was just kind of like, wow. And then my mindset then when I got the tuba was kind of, it was like, you know, well, I got what I got. So I'm just going to kind of make it the most of what it is. I was like, I'm going to be the best tuba player in the world. And used to drive my parents crazy. <laughs> I would bah, 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 all hours of the night. They couldn't stand it. And then going into my eighth grade year, I hit a growth spurt. And it was literally like one summer I just ate and slept and I drank a lot of milk and I ate and slept and just on repeat for one whole summer. And my mom thought I was sick. She thought something was wrong with me. And I was just growing. My body was, it started to grow. And literally it felt like one morning I just woke up and I stood up and I was like a foot taller <laughs> and I was gangly. I was awkward. It was kind of like I had stepped into a different body and I was kind of like, you know, how do you work this thing? It's like Tom and, Hanks big. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. That, that is great terminology. Perfect. Yeah. Um, so after that happened, you know, I just kind of, I always, you know, wanted to be a jock, but I didn't have the body of a jock. So I was actually transitioning into a new middle school. And when I went over there, it was like clean slate. Nobody knew, nobody knew the tube player. Nobody knew anything about me. I was kind of the new kid on the block. And one of the art teachers walked up to me um, because, you know, six foot four is an eighth grader is pretty tall. And he just walked up to me and he was like, hey, do you play sports? And I I wasn't even ready for the conversation to tell you the truth. Because I was kind of like, why are you even asking me this? I'm still stuck in the mentality of the short old weight kid. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I do play sports. <laughs> not ever stepping on it. I played baseball, but you know what I mean? I didn't know where he was going with it. And uh, he just said, you know, we got football trials. Why don't you come on out? And so that's when I started playing football and then track and field and basketball. And, you know, it just kind of progressed. And I was always since since that day, because of the effort and time that I would put into sports and practicing, I kind of excelled. So as a freshman, I played on the, you know, the varsity teams. And so I was kind of even though I was behind, it was like when I got into it, I was ahead. So, you know, and then I was forced to get a scholarship and go play, played, you know, a little bit of pro, not as much as I would like. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, it's all in God's plan. So that's kind of 
that's kind of what got me into sports. And then I think where, where my story really starts is after sports, because there was a lot of lessons learned, you know, after sports, um, good and bad. Yeah. And I think after sports, you know, I was so, I didn't really have a mentorship in terms of, you know, how to handle your money, um, how to be responsible with your money. Um, and then just, I was exposed to a lot, like growing up, I was, I was very sheltered coming from Colorado Springs, Colorado, and, you know, everybody's real, you know, godly and into following, you know, the Bible and the word and stuff like that, which is absolutely amazing. But then you get let out into the real world and not having to experience some of the real world, um, what's the word I'm looking for, just kind of experiences. Yeah. And so it wasn't like I was rebellious, but I was like, I'm going to try this and try that and try this. So like when football was taken away from me, it was like, I I did go into a state of depression. Um, I didn't have any really purpose at the time. And I was just kind of lost. And I had a nice little chunk of money and I was living in Scottsdale, Arizona, which if you know anything about Scottsdale, it is a party town. Yes. Um, So I was the guy that was in the club every night, you know, and I was having a good time and I had all the friends in the world. I'd walk into a club and everybody loved me and this, that, and the other. That's because I was buying drinks and bottles and this, that, and the other. And then, excuse me, the money windled away and then the friends started windling away. Mm. And before you knew it, I was by myself, broke with no purpose, no direction to go. So I had to get a job. I did get a job and I managed a solar company for a little bit. But the thing that really defined um, kind of the cloud being lifted over my head or the weight off my shoulders was in a dark period of time when I was partying a lot, um, I was to see one of my buddies and I had been partying um, and I wanted to continue partying. So, I mean, you can use your imagination without going into too many details yeah. on that. But uh, he kind of looked at me, and, you know, he just kind of looked at me like, really, like, you're way better than this. Like, I remember you from on the field. You have a great personality. Like, that was just kind of the look that I gave. And he looked dead in my eyes. And he was like, man, you're blessed, bro. And he was like, stay that way. Hmm. And I was like, stay blessed. And it was like immediately when he said that, man, it was like a light went on. And I, I just felt something in my spirit that I had never felt before. And so at the time, I didn't know how Stay Blessed was going to impact my life or what I was going to do with it. I just knew that every single day when I woke up that I was going to stay blessed. And so, I mean, fast forward like a year, um, I continued doing the the uh, solar to take care of myself. But I discovered that there's an industry in modeling and acting. Um, and it started in Arizona. And then before you knew it, I was going back and forth between LA and Arizona. And finally, I just kind of made the jump. I was like, you know what? I'm booking so much out there. I'm just going to, you know, have faith and trust God and go out there. And so I did. And it it just kind of started to steamroll. And right before I came out here, I went to a kiosk at a mall and I just made a little cheap shirt. I spent like $25 and it was very just generic. It says, stay blessed. And this is when Instagram had just started. And I had like a hundred, I call them believers, not followers. I had like a hundred believers on my page. And you remember when you used to get like a like, you get like nine likes. Yeah. It's say all the names. Yeah. And then if you get that 10 like, it switches over to number 10. And you was like, yeah. yeah. Like that's how it is. So it was like when I posted something, I was used to getting, you know, 12 likes, whatever. And then maybe one comment. And I posted that shirt, the picture of me in that shirt. And it was literally like I had over the, the number amount of people that were even looking at my page. And then all these I had like 500 comments on, you know, with 100 believers following my page. And it was all just people. Where can I get that shirt? I need that shirt. Like, where did you get this? And it just went on and on. 
And then it was like a light bulb went on and I just prayed over it. I said, you know, God, what do you want me to do with this? Yeah. And he said, you know, you have you have the, the talent. You went to school for graphic art design and stuff like that. And he was like, make me a vehicle. And I mean, it was loud and clear. And, yeah. you know, the shirt was like, there's the vehicle right there. It's just it was presented to me. Um, so I took everything that I had saved up and I threw it into it when it got the trademark, all the business side of it um, and just kind of ran with it. And it was very fruitful. And that's kind of that's kind of my foundation now. Like, whatever I do, um, like in the industry, that's what keeps me grounded. That's what keeps my moral fibers tight. Yeah. Um, and that's definitely what keeps me in prayer on these dark sets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, man. That's, that's, that's where we're at now. Now, I remember, um, you know, I remember first when we met that weekend, Super Bowl weekend in Arizona, I remember seeing the the board you had and your Corey was there, Brianna, everybody. And I was like, oh, man, stay blessed. Because I was at a point where, I was spiritually growing myself, you know, really tapping and honing in because, you, like you said, a certain light hits you and you're like, whoa, this is where I need to go. You know, so yeah. I was at a point where it was really emerging and felt good. And when I saw it, I was like, oh, I need to talk to these guys. I need to see what's up with them. And it just instantly clicked. And that is because of where our spiritual energies aligned. You know, so it's definitely in God's time and plan. Everything happens, you know, especially as athletes. You know, we aspire. We want to go towards a level, you know. I played college ball, played arena football. You know, would I have wanted to play longer? Of course, naturally. And for a lot of us athletes, when football is done, that outlet is gone. You know, so you're like, whoa, where do I go now? You know, yeah. and like yeah. you said, a lot of us, you know, at times do get depressed and not sure how to go. But, you know, along that journey, God gives us a sign. And that's where yours is at. Um, and I remember just last year, like mid 2019, we we're talking and catching up. He's like, man, I can't wait to relaunch the clothing. You know, a lot's going to happen. You know, just keep pushing, keep pushing. And I was like, yeah. And then bang, it was like a domino effect. And that's every time I see something, I'm like, man, people have no idea. <laughs> it just keeps rolling. And it's, it's still even to this day, man, like it's still going through trials and tribulations. Yeah. And most of it's. Well, I shouldn't say most of it, all of it's, you know, personal choices that I had made, um, you know, to grow the company. And some of it was red flags. But like when I moved out here, it was like I wasn't I wasn't mentally strong enough. I don't want to say spiritually strong enough because the spirit was talking to me the whole time saying, yeah. don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah. But my mental was like, no, nah, this is but it's steamrolled for all the wrong reasons. And mm -hmm. in, the, in the long run, it ended up setting me back. So it's, you know, starting a starting a business of this magnitude and something that blew up that fast. Um, it wasn't something that I was ready for. So yeah. it's it's cool getting to learn the ins and outs of, you know, owning a clothing line. But there's also is there's a lot of heartbreak and people get exposed um, without saying any names. And yeah. you get to learn you get to learn like people's true character and like what they're really in in it for. And that's kind of especially in today's day and age, man, it's it's finding good, solid people, especially yeah. in L.A. Uh, <laughs> that, you know, that are really about what they stand for because yeah. there's so many people out there today that will, you know, say they love the Lord, they love God, but it's like at the end of the day, you know, what God are you talking about? Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think most of the people, whether it's L.A., Miami, parts of New York, they're referring to the greed God that they they really love, you know? So they're quick to cut someone's legs or stab someone in the back, Um and it's unfortunate, but as long as we stay on our path, you know, we're going to be fine because he, he got us. That's the reality of it. Yeah. You know, so 
Yeah, you're you said exactly what I was thinking without me even saying it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, um, so you're so you're doing all this acting, a lot of modeling. You're in LA. What got you to pick up a camera? Because you you dabble in that too, and you do very well with that. You know, so like honestly, some a lot of your pictures, it's not even a photographer. It's you setting up your camera, you know, because you just have the eye. You're one of the few people that know that. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, yo, he's he's smart about this. Like, just set it up. Let me go. Yeah, it saves a lot of money. Um, no, but the I always kind of had like an eye for it of making videos and photography ever since I was little. And mm-hmm. now looking back at it, there was stuff that I just used to do. Like I used to make music videos and stuff in college. Just me, like me and my boys would stay in, like instead of going out when we were in college and make music videos, they were hilarious. Um, but when I first learned about photography is when I was still in Arizona and I got booked to do a Joel Grimes workshop, which oh, if wow. you know Joel Grimes, he's huge. Yeah. And so I was, he had booked me to be the model at his workshop and I went in um, and, you know, he was setting up his lights and stuff and I was really intrigued and I was like studying what he was doing while he was doing it. And I was like, wow, this is different. And then once he started shooting, I was still in study mode. So mm-hmm. he's photographer me and I'm looking around at his setup and he kind of had to like, hey man, like snap me out of it. Cause I was studying and not doing my job while he had me there. Yeah. And I was like, whoa. So it was at that moment that I was like, okay, maybe I need to, you know, look into this a little bit more. So I just, I went out and bought a little, little Canon. I think it was a, a T, T3 at the time. Mm-hmm. And which is like the lowest of all low photography cameras you could get is for like vacations but then I went out and got a lighting kit and all that stuff and I, I started setting up my lights at my house like he did and on Facebook I would just say hey you know if anybody wants a free shoot come over and I mean I had a laundry list of people that just wanted free pictures and so they started coming over to my house and I had the backdrop and the setup and everything and they would come over and I would give them free shoots and yeah. the, the quality of the shoot started getting better and better and better and then I was like, you know what, I'm gonna start charging for this. And so then it was like, I charged like 50 bucks. And then, you know, it was like, I was kind of timid or he- like hesitant to, you know, say it's $500 for a shoot or it's $1,000 yeah. for a shoot because, you know, I was still just learning the ins and outs of it. And I was just having fun. It was yeah. more of like a hobby. Um, and then it was like, I, I was reached out to by Essence Magazine and the dude was following me for my modeling because he wanted to get me published modeling. He noticed that I started doing photography. And he was like, yo, I want to publish your work in my magazine, like ASAP. And I was like, whoa, whoa, okay. So I did a shoot and got published for it. And then I was like, okay, I mean, there's definitely something here. So it's it's a, it's more of a hobby and it it's it's got its, uh, definitely has have its plus, especially when it comes to the clothing line. Like I don't have to hire anybody to do product shoots or model shoots or anything like that. So it saves a lot of money. And then for me, if I have like a booking or a casting, they're like, oh, we need to see, this look or that look, it's like I just set up my camera and take the picture. <laughs> like you said, like you said, that that's definitely a beauty of it because I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> um, you know, it, it saves it saves overhead, like you said. It, it saves time. You know, because even like for me, I'm not as well into photography like you or others that I know. But when I do my videos, I get texts like, "Yo, who's recording your workouts?" Oh, wow. you guys. I'm like. I am, like, yep. you know, yeah. And, and it comes. With it practice. looks good too. Your stuff is legit. It's, it looks good. <laughs> it comes it, with practice, it, you know. But you know what it is too is you know how the look you you're looking for, you know the angle you want to show, and just like when they yep. want to cast you, you already know. Okay, I'm gonna set the camera up like this. This is what I'm gonna do with it. You know, Amen. um, the 
the state, I know we touched upon it, you know, in conversation and whatnot, you know, the spiritual guidance, you know, the whole stay blessed mantra. And do you find yourself at times wanting to preach to people or do they ask you, are you a preacher, you know, in that realm? I've, yeah, like I've heard it all. Like I've been prophesized over people to say, I'm, I'm going to be a pastor and I'm going to speak to the masters and stuff like that. And it's, um, even with stay blessed, the way that I look at it, I think it's very different because the one thing that I wanted to focus on, like I was, I was actually raised Christian and Catholic. Like my dad was Christian, my mom was Catholic. So I got to see both sides of that. Um, and then it was like, I feel like, you know, I've read the Bible. Um, I am a, a strong Christian. That's how I was raised. But yeah. with the clothing line, I don't want to discriminate or separate anybody. Yes. Like stay blessed is for everybody. everybody. So that's why when I promote it, I don't say this is a Christian brand, although that's how I was raised. And, mm-hmm. and you know what I mean? That's what yeah. I believe in. Um, because as soon as you do that, people of other religions, they're like, oh, this isn't for me. Mm-hmm. And it's more about the message. This is two powerful words, but, you know, just staying blessed. Yeah. And man, I, it's it, it's truly, it's, I mean, it's a blessing. It's crazy just to walk down the street when you're wearing it and you see, you know, like we're tall black men, especially in today's day age, we're yeah. tall black men and you get stereotyped right off. You know, I have tattoos everywhere. Um, and if I'm wearing a Nike shirt, I might get looked this uh, one way, but if you're wearing a stay blessed shirt, it's more like, Oh, and I've, you know, I've had old people come up to me and thank me and, um, young kids. And, and that's, that's my primary goal is even being in the industry is, is directly injecting that into the dark areas. That's where they need yeah. to see it. It's not so much of the people that, are in church going to a safe place to praise God. Um, so I think in terms of preaching and ministering mm-hmm. for me, it's more on the streets. Yeah. It's more, it's not, it's not going like, cause if you think about it, when a pastor goes into a church, he's going into a safe place where there's all these people who are there for the same reason. Yeah. And technically they're all, they're all there because they need God and they realize that they understand that they're broken and they need the word or, you know, they need to be uplifted or, you know, they just want to praise God, but you go to, man, I'm going straight into the devil's den, like what's cracking. Yeah. And it's there where, you know, you can grab some of these kids who are lost, man. And you'll just see the light turn on and they'll be like, oh, this dude believes in God. And he's on set of something completely that I feel in my heart that I shouldn't be there. But God's like, I need you in here. Like we want a war. Yeah. And so it's like, I'll do my ministering there as opposed to, you know what I mean? So it's it's a different, but it has like a different purpose. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And, for whatever reason, he's got me going straight to the source, and that's what we're gonna keep doing. Oh, a thousand percent. Um, Who got me hype? I'm ready. What? Gave me the goosebumps. <laughs> you know, it especially in today's world or society, how people are viewed, and where you know, for a lot of kids who don't have that sport outlet, they are going into the dark, right? And it is up to individuals like you, myself and others to say, hey, you know, you can still do this and be cool and, you know, have a spiritual energy and raise yourself. You know, that was it right there. And that's the big thing, because I know, like, I was raised Catholic, but playing football, a lot of my teammates from the South, they were all Christian. So that's how I got opened up to it, going to churches. And I was like, whoa, this is different. So I took a little bit of both. But, you know, I kind of like, okay, I'm more Christian. And my sister now, she's like, yeah, like, she's the same way. Because that mental and spiritual elevation, when they unite, it's a whole different ballgame. You know, because you fully can grasp and understand exactly what your purpose is. You know, that keyword purpose, I think till this day, especially right now in our 
you know, pandemic mode, the new normalcy, people are either finding their purpose or realizing, okay, I need to find my purpose. So it's there's a a lot of time and everybody's not running around trying to keep busy because they can't because everything's closed. So they're like, oh, (laughs) yeah. Like, what do I do? Um, Yeah. For you, you know, now let's shift to the acting and the modeling world for you. Who, as an actor, would you love to be on set with and do a do a movie with or even a show with? Male or female? Oh, man. Because um, this year alone, you've been on a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's... It, you know what's crazy is like I was telling I was t- talking to my girl about this like maybe a week ago. It's it's nobody you would know. So like I could say their names, but you wouldn't know because it's on these sets, man. It's crazy to see the true the true talent that's on these sets that gets booked to be like a background actor or oh, something man. like that. Like there's I feel like there's so much talent in that than the people who have elevated and uh, you know i'm not speaking for everybody but it's like it's a very dark industry and a lot of like there's a, a lot of underlying stuff which i don't know how deep you want to go in but i was telling my girl like there's some of these actors like they just they have star quality you look at them and you're just like that's a star yeah why is he not the lead in what i'm on right now and for i mean most of the reasons are i shouldn't say most of the reasons but one of the primary things might be because he loves the lord and people try and get you to sacrifice certain things once you get to a certain level and this, that, and the other. But it's I'm like, I was, I was telling about my dude named Lou, this dude, Lou, he's just got a great personality. You put him in front of a camera, he's going to make something happen. That's not even on the script that would be, you know, it's just one of those one-liners that'll have yeah. people saying for generations. So there's a laundry list of guys like that. Um, I mean, guys and girls. So I'm, I'm not the one to just hop out and, you know, throw a celebrity. Yeah. Like, oh, him. Because mostly celebrities, I don't even want to be around, to tell you the truth. Trust me. I know the feeling, you know, because I have some friends who, um, I guess you could call it starstruck at times because they, they've never encountered certain people. Um, me being from New York and having lived in Miami and, you know, coming out to LA at times, like you see it so much that like, you're accustomed to it. And especially you, when you get to work close to certain people, you're like, Oh my goodness. Like, wow. Like this is how you are. You know, yeah. um, it's just like in the athletic arena, you know, I've come across some NBA NFL guys who are super cool down to earth and some who are just dickheads, period. Exactly. you know, exactly. So, and it's, is when and when I was speaking on this, not speaking for everybody, because yes. every you know everybody's different. But I mean, as you can see in in the mainstream media, what's happened with a lot of these celebrities that are being exposed in these times. Yes, and so it's like people that I used to look up to. I didn't idolize them, but like I would look at them as kind of like a hero figure or a positive influence. It's like you learn more and more about these people as you get older, and the media is exposing them, and you're like, oh my goodness, not you too. Like, yes, man, I got it. Like. Like for R. Kelly, for example, it's like, ugh, like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. man, yeah, that was oh, like man. my whole like childhood was R. Kelly. Basically. I was like, <laughs> basically, I had I had in my room, we my teammate and I we had the three disc changer with R. Kelly going on repeat. I'm telling you, and then it's like you get caught singing in public. You're like, is this okay? Yeah, and it's I'm not trying to take anything away from his artistry because as an artist, he's I think you know, yes, he's brilliant. His songs and everything, but then it's like you go back and you listen to what he's saying. Yeah, and he's speaking about actual stuff he was really doing that was just as yeah. I like to say, flagrant. 
Um, and it's just kind of like, dang, can I even listen to this anymore? Like, yeah, man. it's crazy. It, it, yeah. just, it resonates differently now. It does. That's it what does. it is. Um, where, where do you want to take the clothing brand? Where do you want to take the clothing? Why? And I think that, you know, when I, when I started it, man, I mean, when I started, it was just, it, you know, it's God's message. And yeah. he's shown me the vision of how it could be because it's not just about the clothing line. There's so many different aspects um, that I've mapped out on game plan that's going to come up this. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's going to be a production company. It's going to be a studio. It's going to be ways that I can, different ways that I can touch different worlds and different cultures. It's not just geared towards one thing. You know what I mean? So in retrospect, it's almost like the clothing line. I started at the very bottom of how big this thing is really going to get mm-hmm. and learned what I had to learn the hard way with the clothing line. Yeah. So once it gets up to the bigger, bigger picture, I don't have to deal with all that. Yeah. Um, do you see, do you see yourself um, like sticking or, cause I know acting, some prefer to do movies and aim for movies, you know, on the big screen and some prefer a blend of TV and big screen. Do you prefer to shoot for the big screen or more TV series? Like, you know, watching, um, what was that show on, um, HBO, the, the, um, damn it, something world shoot. You was on it world, like world. season four. You was on it by the escalator. Oh, uh, damn it. Westworld. 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 Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like stuff like yeah. that. Do you prefer a series or would you say, you know what? I want to aim to be on a big screen. You know, so everyone's different. This, I mean, this, this might catch you off guard, but my aim is to get on set period, wherever it is. Okay. Because my, well, my purpose is, is not to necessarily be on the big screen. It's what keeps me relevant in these people's eyes. But what, what people aren't seeing is what's going on behind the scenes yeah. on these sets. And that's where I'm doing my ministering. And like, every time I go on set, I'm going to stay blessed every single yes. time. And every single time I've been on set, it's woke somebody up. It's a lights came on and you can just see it in their eyes as soon as they, as soon as, you know what I mean? And when I first started, I would get booked on something and I knew in my head, I was like, this is wrong. Like mm. this, I'm out here pro, promoting God. You know what I mean? I'm going to show up in this video. And it was kind of one of those things where it's like, God was like, you're going to be judged for what you're doing, but nobody's going to really know like until the end what's really going on. And it's, mm. it's starting to come out. Even we're talking to you about this. Yeah. And it's, it's refreshing um, because, you know, a lot of people see it and they're like, oh, he just wants to be a celebrity and he's in this, that and the other. And I get questions like, you know, how are you out here posting Bible verses and promoting God? And then I seen you in this video. Or I seen you in this music video or whatever the case is. And at the beginning, I was really breaking it down and explaining, you know, to every single person who asked, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it did, it got draining. And so it was like the stage is still getting bigger, even though we're in a pandemic now and it's kind of slowed down, but in a sense, it was perfect. The timing's perfect. Everything that's going on over here because it's like, we're being set up to do something much Much larger. Um, And we're going to have the platform where it's like you're going to tell your story once and everybody's going to hear it. That's it. And it'll make sense. So for me, it's not necessarily about the screen, whether it's a big screen, a TV or radio, any platform is golden. Um, But it's really me being behind the scenes doing the work of God when, when, you know, it's like I don't need a pat on the back or no one's like, hey, root me on. It's like I'm doing his work and nobody can see it. No, a thousand percent. I mean, and that's why I rock with you, man, because. Uh, like you said, a lot of people don't see it 
and they don't understand that work that goes behind it or what's that driving force to keep you going and keep you so, you know, like when you put up your quotes in the morning and I read them, I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I dig it. I, I connect with it. And sometimes when I talk on my videos, I know you vibrated. You understand where the mindset and everything is at, too. A lot of people, they don't understand, like, OK, the driving force behind that and the work to consistently do it, because you never know what you write or what I say, how it's touching someone. You know, I'm sure you Anybody, get yeah. you get DMs, I'm sure, or messages coming. You're like, man, I needed this today because I get them. You know, so it's insane. You just never know who you're going to touch or how you're going to touch them and impact their life for the long haul. You know, especially in, in this yeah. day and time. And I, Go ahead. Yeah. And now more than ever, because I mean, just even with yesterday, I threw a little prayer in my story. Yeah. And, you know, you, you just never really know how anybody's going to react to it because it's kind of like you don't want to offend anybody. But then mm -hmm. it's like I just push all that to the side. And I'm like, if you're getting offended by prayer, you obviously not in the place you need to be in. Yeah. So it's I always get the most positive feedback from that. And it's not like just so many thank yous or that was right on time. So, I mean, I just think that's important because it's kind of especially now, man, there's just so much negativity. Yeah. And and. I mean, there was an instance where, you know, me and my girl were giving out food um, that was leftover the other day. And it was like, I, I hesitated to post it because it's like, you know, if you're doing works of God, it doesn't, you're not trying to glorify yourself and you yeah. get a lot of, oh, that's so nice. And it's like, I'm not looking for that. But it's more so like, I feel like people now more than ever need to see good deeds being done. It's yeah. like they're forgetting how to do good deeds because you turn on TV and someone's getting killed. Yeah. Someone's this, that, or the other. There's this somebody's going crazy. You know, and there's a coronavirus. There's just all this negativity. Mm -hmm. And it's like the positivity is becoming rare. Oh, yeah, so, big time. Yeah, I mean, yeah. positivity, good deeds, finding your true happiness and your purpose, those four things are so overlooked or overshadowed or even not even searched for, you know, because people are blinded by what's the material stuff, all the shine, the glitter, the gold, all that stuff. Meanwhile, within themselves, when they look in the mirror, they're not happy at all on every level. Right. Yeah. You know, facts. so <laughs> yeah. So when I when I watched that, um, I saw the clip of you with the story and I was like, he does this all the time. This is the first time he's doing this and showing the people showing the world like his followers, like, yo, do a good deed, you know. Um, because knowing you, I know you do that, and I do that stuff too. So it's like, all right, I understood it, but like you said, some people may look at like, oh, he's doing this because he knows people are gonna see it. No, go go do something nice, hold the door open for somebody, or just say hi, or whatever the case is, wish somebody luck or you know, all these little things, because all the hatred that's spewing right now in our faces through the media, people are soaking it up so much that they're starting to spew hate as well. And it's like, damn, like, really? Yo, come on now. Yeah, there you go. There yep. you go. I was like, man, where'd he go? <laughs> <What's> I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But um, but yeah, man. Um, I mean, you really hit everything on on the head, man. Like the how everything got started, you know, to where you are now. Um, it's amazing to see because I'm excited to see where it's gonna be at two, three years from now, five years from now. Um, I've believed in the brand from day one when I saw it. I was like, yeah, this is gonna be big, and and like you said, you learn along the way, right? Trials, tribulations, and you adapt, you adjust. Um, I'm excited to see where it's gonna go. Like it, it just um. It's great timing and perfect timing, I believe. And like you said, right Oof. now with the time, it's even better timing. You yeah. Because for the first time, we actually have time on our side, you know? Thanks. So Thanks. It, it's a dope thing to see and do. Um, I love the freaking top you're wearing right now. I'm going to have to order that one. Um, yeah. So 
Yeah, I'm gonna have to get that. <laughs> but that's good. And you, you know, New York is starting to cool up, so I'm like, yeah, let, let me get something like that on, on my yep. back. Yeah. Man, it was it was 120 here. We went to yeah. Palm for yeah, we went to Palm Springs on a quick little vacay. It was like 120. I was like, no, we had to take breaks at the pool. Like it was crazy. We laid out for like 10 minutes and we had to go sit in the shade. It was bad. Yeah, I saw that, man. I, I've never seen Cali that hot. That was insane. Yeah, it's ridiculous. That was yep. insane. But, yeah. Yeah, appreciate you taking the time out, brother. We'll talk offline in a sec. But yeah, yep. definitely, definitely keep pushing through. Stay blessed. Keep getting that message out there, man. Yes, sir. Love you, bro. Love you, too.